You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Whenever you are checking us out, we are the SB Nation NFL show. We specifically are Monday Football Monday. A reminder before we get started that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I mentioned it. We are Monday Football Monday here on the SB Nation NFL show. You can watch this show live every single, you guessed it, Monday on the SB Nation NFL Twitter, the SB Nation NFL Facebook, the SB Nation NFL YouTube channel. And you can, of course, listen wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show. Leave a rating, write a review. We drop episodes all throughout the week covering all things NFL because this league never stops. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me from SB Nation's blog and the boys where we cover the Dallas Cowboys, who are just full of free agency action, having signed their first external free agents last Friday afternoon, keeping it a nice five o'clock news dump. I am joined, as always, here on Monday Football Monday by the incomparable, the wonderful producer, Rachel Prevet, and here, my co-host, the one and only, you know him from SB Nation's Arrowhead Pride. He is a fighting member of the Syracuse Orange. He laced them up on the court up there in New York City. He's from the Bronx. He's from Queens Boulevard. He is B- welcome aboard pete happy monday to you sir usually it's two truths and a lie that felt like four lies and and maybe one pseudo truth mixed in but i appreciate the introduction i'm wearing michael kiss uh favorite shirt so Mm. we're we're ready to rock we're ready to rock um Pete is the reigning MF double MVP. Every single mm. week here on Monday, Football Monday, we hand out an MVP of the show. It goes to one of us. Rachel is obviously eligible to receive it. Uh, in the history of the MF double MVP, Rob Stats Guerrero, you can hear on the podcast, assuming they still do it. Yeah. I know that's like they, they put it together with like duct tape and glue or something like that. Right, right, right. Certain, you know, whatever. Uh, I have uh, an MF double MVP on my mantle. Pete, you joined the illustrious club last week. Maybe Rachel, who has full entrance again she she runs the club mm-hmm. um but maybe maybe she wants to you know come hang out with the peasants we'll see uh, we have that to hand out at the end of the show we have a few things to get to uh we have not had a show here on the SB Nation NFL show Pete since uh the big trade that shook up the NFL on Friday afternoon I mentioned the news dumps that took place uh I saw around the NFL's Greg Rosenthal actually had an aptly tweet said it's not exactly an encouraging thing when you have to five o'clock news dump your um your franchise quarterback. The Cleveland Browns, of course, trading for Deshaun Watson. We'll get to that. Uh, We will also touch on Matt Ryan, who uh, is a a piece of the fallout from the Deshaun Watson trade. And we will, of course, kind of swing through the AFC, which is, um, you know, the new Western Conference in the NBA. But before we get there, Pete, you spent the weekend in the madness. Has your bracket (laughs) survived? 
I decided to go with a unique champion this year, and that's why I picked St. Peter's. So I'm no, I picked Tennessee, and they were eliminated by Michigan. So I'm T's done. and peas, man. I'm done. T's yeah, and P's. I picked Kentucky. So I mean, I'm right. Okay, there you were me. you were done a little bit earlier than I was. Yeah, um, but you know that just means I was hurt less. Um, you know, because right. I never had my hopes lifted up. Um, I but I okay. Guess, I guess I am rooting for St. Peter's though now as a fellow Peter. Right, you, these are like multiples. So let, let's see. Like, done. at what point did you go from Peter to Pete? You know, when did that happen in your yeah, life? A big moment. It was ninth grade. I said mm. enough of this. So you're a ninth grade person. You don't say freshman year. You say ninth grade. It was really my my parents' decision. I started out as a young five year old as Petey, grew mm. up to Peter, and then I said, I don't, you know, I don't love the way it sounds. Need so somewhere I, in between this. Yeah, for I, sure. I dropped it. I dropped the two it. two syllables is tough. Pete, nice, right. simple, straight to the point. Mm-hmm. I feel you. You're a big fan of the show, Pete and Pete on Nickelodeon. I oh bet my, you you'd imagine. I I really enjoyed when those gingers would come on the screen, and my name was a, a part of the show not once but twice. So mm. I really it, it, it that was a short run show, but it was a great show. I mean, I um I disagree, but anyway, let's okay. move on. Um, actually, let's just start uh, instead of moving on. We well, actually Pete have to Pete? start the. Anyway, uh, the Cleveland Browns, as mentioned, Pete, traded for Deshaun Watson. They are the uh, the winners of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, as all of the NFL insiders uh, seem to put it. Uh, the overall net trade results, the Cleveland Browns receive, of course, Deshaun Watson and a 2024 fifth round pick meanwhile the houston texans receive first round picks for the next three years from the cleveland browns that's 2022 2023 and 2024 this year's uh first round picks obviously the only known commodity the 13th overall pick uh houston also gets cleveland's third round pick next year in 2023 and their fourth round pick two years from now in 2024 so we will be seeing the fallout from a draft compensation standpoint for a few years pete but the fallout as far as the um you know, morality of it all is uh, in the here and now. The Cleveland Browns um, are facing an enormous amount of backlash from just about everybody, uh, rightly so, for trading for Deshaun Watson. This shoe was going to drop whenever a team ultimately did it. It actually kind of started uh, with just teams being interested in it. And we'll get to that when we talk about Matt Ryan, as mentioned. Uh, but part of the reason, Pete, I think that the people are, are even more upset than they would have been uh, in the wake of this trade is that Deshaun received a five-year, $230 million extension 80 more than his previous deal with the Houston Texans. There was a lot of touting and a lot of bragging about this deal um, and about the way it was negotiated. Um, and and it just, again, the whole situation is gross and, and really embarrassing, uh, but this kind of added to, to the just terribleness of the entire situation. Right, and I think a part of the problem right now is, is that the legal process is still incomplete. It right. has gotten far enough for i guess teams to feel comfortable and i think that's something to remember too as we're attacking cleveland i think with the contract structure that is deservedly so but i think from a greater standpoint and and here's where i'm coming off if he doesn't go to cleveland he's going somewhere else and it's probably a similar deal like to new orleans or atlanta or carolina and to be mad at cleveland sure they did it and i i think they certainly deserve some of that but if i think the whole league almost needs to be blamed for this. There's a case to be made that Watson should have been on and should still be on right. the commissioner's list from the get-go. And then you're not worrying about 
all of this stuff and making any team or the league as a whole looking bad because you're waiting until everything plays itself out. Peter King, as I guess we're going to talk about as well, put it pretty, I, I think, in a good way where where he said, look, in, in America, you're innocent until proven guilty, right? Sure. But that has not played itself out yet. And I think what what is even worse with with and this is particularly to blame with Cleveland is they structured his contract so that if he gets suspended with the one million base, um, he, if he gets suspended, say for for the year or, or say six games, game, eight games, whatever, yeah, his his they structured it in a way so that the punishment is not that harsh. And so just just to expand son, on that, yeah, go ahead. Just to expand on that point, just in case anyone's unaware, um, and uh, the MMQB's Albert Breer uh, was the person that pointed out, I think, in the best manner um, yeah. in the fallout of all this. Um, so. Watson's old deal with the Houston Texans, which again, he just got an extension off of uh, his base salary was $35 million. You mentioned it. his base salary now for this season, the 2022 season with the Cleveland Browns is $1 million. The reason for that is if he is suspended for one game for 17 games, it is it is derived from that. It is taken from his base salary. So and again, right. this, this was a great job by Breer here uh, noted that under Watson's old deal, any game he would have been suspended for would have cost him just shy of $2 million, whereas now it will cost him about $55,000. Again, these are exorbitant amounts of money. Um, but where, where I come down on this personally is this this just – I mean, you mentioned it. Like, the NFL needs to be blamed. The whole league needs to be blamed. I mean, the, the Browns are obviously the, the, the face of the blame, but I think you should rightly throw the Falcons and Saints and Panthers and anybody who was interested in Deshaun into this this mix here. But this is really gross that, that there was, like, a tactical – strategic you know level of discussion around how do we safeguard his money from the potential impending suspension that he is going to face from these horrendous accusations uh, that's a, a really gross thing pure speculation here cleveland got back in this they were out and so right. i'm just wondering out loud we don't know and i don't think we'll know for a while if not ever i wonder if they called him and said well here's what we'll do the first year and that tipped the scale because if you're him, sure. why wouldn't you make sure that your money is protected? But if that is what got it done, and again, not knowing how the legal process is going to play out, I think that's where the Cleveland Browns deserve blame. What's tough right now, I think, is is the Cleveland's fan base is one of the best fan bases in the NFL. They are so passionate. They've been bad for so long. The dog pound, you can you can tell the passion when you when you see these games. I've never been to the Cleveland Stadium, but whenever there's a game there, you could just see in the crowd just how crazy they are. That actually reminds me a bit of, of Kansas City in a sense. And there's a lot of Browns fans that are looking themselves in the mirror uh, today and over the weekend, and they're asking themselves, is it reasonable to still be a Browns fan? And that's where I just think the NFL should and I'll just go back to that point quickly. I just think they should have t- taken the power out of the team's hands until they were sure of this thing. And if that took two or three years, look, that's right. He, that was something that you know he put himself in in this position, right? To to an extent, and sure, he he deserves to the to full be, extent, not just to an to extent, be, right? To be if if everything is clear, sure, reinstated, whatever, let him become available. Finally, Houston can shop him. It, it also was tough, I think, on on. In, for the Texans too, because he got himself involved in this and he wanted a, a, a trade. And by putting him on the commissioner's list to begin with, you would have just taken this whole thing out. Of, you would have extracted it from the league. Instead, you 
let it linger. And you saw him at uh, training camp last year and he's turned and, you know, media is taking video of him as they should be, because this is the most interesting player and most interesting story in Houston. And he's turning to them and saying, why are you filming me? It's the same old S and it's the attitude with this whole situation and how he signed a long-term contract with a no trade clause, wanted out, gets into all this muddled muck and then still is sort of sheepish. And then you trade him to Cleveland you know, I, I don't know. It, it's it's hard because they're on the football field. My God, they're a much better franchise and they're freaking AFC contenders now off the football field. There's just that uncomfortable, almost gross feeling. And and I think I feel for the passionate Cleveland Brown fan who's like, you know, well, what do I do now? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't think it's it's talked enough about how how the the league left the Texans out to dry on this. I mean, they, they just, you know, we've talked before mm-hmm. about David Culley and how he was kind of in this, this you know, between this rock and this hard place. They left him there. I mean, you know, they've had no issue placing many different players on the commissioner's example list for, you know, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but for allegations and situations, you know, that are that were that seemingly did not have this much steam as far as the legal process is concerned. Um, and so to, to leave the Texans to just kind of deal with it, to just kind of be this joke, like you mentioned it to, to put them out there and, and doing different drills and, and just being this, this show of, of, a, of a, you know, I example of the toxicity surrounding that organization and this particular player. I mean, it was really unfortunate. I mean, I, I really, really think that the Texans were, were just left out to dry by the league, but, but back to this, I mean, again, the, this is just really, really gross. I mean, it's it's it, it reeks of grossness. Um, it's tough to take. Uh, there was a statement from the Haslam's who obviously own the Browns. Um, and the first sentence of it, Pete says, we spent a tremendous amount of time exploring and investigating the opportunity to trade for Deshaun Watson. The statement goes on to say, we are acutely aware and empathetic to the highly personal sentiments expressed about this decision. Um, so this statement comes out over the weekend. People are roasting the Browns, dragging the Browns, however you want to put it. How, you know, what was your your process? You know, this extensive uh, evaluation you undertook, whatever. Uh, lo and behold, Pete, it comes out, uh, according to ESPN, Tony Busby, the attorney who represents the 22 women involved here uh, issued a statement again to ESPN who said the Browns organization did not reach out to me. I didn't expect them to do so, so can understand why they didn't. But knowing what I know, they probably should have. And again, you know, he's uh, an attorney involved here, but how can the Browns sell to anybody that that they did their due process here when they didn't even speak to this particular attorney? It it just it reeks of we want to win football games. We do not care at what cost. You mentioned Peter King. Um, he actually worded it as the Browns selling their souls. It it does really really feel like that. I just think any team that is involved should be receiving the same treatment, and that's the point I I want to make. And I know Cleveland is getting killed. Let's just say Cleveland opted. We're just going to go with Baker Mayfield, right? Let's say they had made the playoffs last year and they're just comfortable there and, and it, it didn't turn into a mess that is with him and they're not involved. He's going somewhere else and he's probably receiving a similar deal. And so I don't sure, know. That's, that's why, I mean, you're right. The, the Browns are getting, they're getting why, the brunt of it. And right. I understand why, but the Falcons, the Saints, and the Panthers, and the Panthers actually to a lot, like they've been involved from the beginning. You know what I mean? Like before, like, before any legal process played itself out like when it was you know like when when there was no nothing but reason to stay away the the panthers and miami too like they should all be i agree with you entirely but again the browns are obviously the team that ultimately did it right no no and and now they 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 live 
with that and and what will be interesting is, is kind of seeing what happens now with the rest of the legal process and if it goes poorly now the browns are putting themselves in a position where they've invested a lot of money in something they really don't know the result of and it, it's a it's a risky play uh, it but the thing is he's a hall of fame talent like is he going to play next year it, if he starts winning in cleveland is people are going to be in this weird precarious situation of like can we feel good about it is it something to celebrate that the browns are eight and oh let's say assuming there's no suspension it's just it creates a uncomfortable i think like elephant in the room in now and we're going to talk about it later what is the conference the afc seems to be the class of the nfl all of a sudden and and it this is just a, a weird wrinkle to it for sure from a football sense, the Browns held the number one overall pick in the 2017 draft, the, the year that Deshaun Watson was taken. They passed on him. Granted, they did draft Miles Garrett. They actually traded out of the pick that the Houston Texans ultimately took Deshaun with. Um, so there's just a little bit of football symmetry here. Again, none of that's a good thing. I uh, wanted to bring in Rachelle for her thoughts uh, on this. Um, I, I, obviously, this is a really... Um, seismic thing to happen in the nfl in a football sense but uh again just a really 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 gross situation in cleveland ratio with again the way that, that the browns are seemingly overlooking all this again didn't really do their due diligence here seemingly uh just wanted to get your thoughts i think both of you are making some really really strong points because it is a tricky situation and there are so many different moving parts with this situation but like you said it's risky it's disgusting and i think it sends out a message to the other teams in the um, NFL, but also the players, you know, they can get away with stuff like this and also to the fans. So I feel like it is so much more than football, but the league isn't treating it as such, which is sad. The amount of money that he's getting from this, the fact that all of these teams were flocking towards him, you know, as soon as that announcement was made, I just, it's sad. It's just sad. That's the best way I can put it. It's sad. And I can't, I'm not really surprised by how the NFL is moving, but it's just the fact that in 2022, they're moving this way. Yeah, you mentioned it. Um, Deshaun got to sit out the entire year, um, you know, not saying he was at home watching Netflix, but he got he got to quit on his team because he wanted to. He could have played, obviously, last season. Um, like, that that part is so forgotten in all this. That he also quit on the Texans, who also rewarded him with a deal, uh, and then got to be catered to, got to be wanted, got to be wined and dined, you know, in whatever sense, and then got to choose, and then got a, a promotion, got more money, more guaranteed money, and again, is now treated like this hero. Um, it's, it's. I mean, you said the word disgusting. I don't even know that that's a strong enough word to qualify the situation. The In the NFL, the, the more talented of player you are, it has always been the the more you can get away with in a sense. And once again, and this is this is the hard truth for all of us to deal with. The NFL is saying to you, like different for us because we work in it, right? This is our job. But for the average fan, they're saying, well, maybe then don't watch, right? And it's like, and then you're saying to Browns fans, well, maybe then then get. And it's like we're all gonna watch. All fans are gonna watch, right? Because they've got us. And it's a day, and it and it it just. Man, you would wish that the league wouldn't put their own fans in in that particular position. Yeah, to that point, P, it feels like when when there's a fork in the road with morality at stake, the NFL will always choose money. Like the you know, like because we're we're at some point, you know, they're banking on this will fade, which is again horrible. 
um, and that people will talk about the football implications of Deshaun and trading for Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who also had his own situation with the NFL. I know you know that Pete covering it at our head pride. I mean, and and that the you know it will be this is the 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 offense you want to have a, a piece of in fantasy, and the you know the machine will roll on and on and on. Um, so really, really horrible. Uh, the fallout does continue. Thank you, Rachel. Please be ready to uh, hand out the MF double MVP uh, when the appropriate time comes. Uh, I just want to mention, Rachel, that you are perfect in every way, just for no reason, just throwing that out there. Uh, but Pete, uh, the fallout does touch uh, different teams. We've touched on the, the Saints and the Panthers. You mentioned the Dolphins. It's a great point. The Falcons, um, again, it's hard to measure you know, who's who's more in this funk than anybody else. But the Falcons, unlike the Saints and the Panthers and even the Dolphins, currently have a franchise quarterback. I, I know Matt Ryan is, is past his prime, but he's a player who's obviously given a lot to the organization. He's won an MVP. He took them to the Super Bowl. We all know how that ended. Uh, by the way, the uh, Baylor Bears did not lose after blowing a 25-point lead in overtime, just so that everybody knows it's possible to still survive after you blow the 25-point lead in overtime. <laughs> anyway, uh, but the Falcons were very in on Deshaun Watson, which means they were ready to cast away mm -hmm. this franchise icon, Matt Ryan, who they wound up with in the fallout of the Mike Vick situation yeah. way back in 2006, 2007. Obviously drafted him in 2008. Matt Ryan has been nothing but a savior for that organization. So um, there are a lot of Falcons fans feeling really icky about this relative to their own organization because how could you throw Matt Ryan away for this opportunity, this specific opportunity, you know, it, it would be one thing, you know, and, and I can tell you this, you know, Cowboys fans were upset when Tony Romo got replaced just by another player, right? Just a right. player that, that happened to be playing well. But this situation is, uh, is again, very toxic and very gross. So Falcons fans, very upset. Matt Ryan, stand to reason, somewhat upset. And NFL Network reporting that, um, you know, he has a $7.5 million roster bonus that he is due today, Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern time, and that there are trade talks surrounding him. Uh, and again, just again, speaking of the grossness of the way the Deshaun Watson stuff was verbalized, NFL Network put it as before the Falcons lost the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes as if this was a, a grand prize to win. Uh, but Matt Ryan seemingly on his way out in Atlanta. Do you think that happens? Do you think they keep him around? Like, how do you think this ends? I thought it was awfully weird when Arthur Smith, head coach of the Falcons at the Combine. Never or, mentioned, by the way, there's a double Arthur situation in Atlanta. I never thought about that till right now. Right. Wow. Right. That's no, a unique name and that there would be two of them. That's no, so interesting. And no DD, which is which is strange. But what <laughs> what I'd say is with with Matt Ryan, Arthur Smith was asked at the Combine, is he moving forward with Matt Ryan? And he was so wishy-washy. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, what? What's happening here? Because what are your other options? And it became very clear that they were going to pursue Watson and 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 Watson hard. And I, I think if you're upset about the Cleveland Browns today, you should also be upset if you're any of these fan bases again, because right. they wanted him. They were competing. They were bidding. Right. So like, which means know. they didn't want Matt Ryan, right? Like that's the math of it all. I think you're seeing in the aftermath of of this this situation, or even during it. The difference between a player like Baker Mayfield and, and Matt Ryan, because all indications and reports outside are like Matt Ryan has handled this like a professional. He has said, whatever you guys need to do, I understand. I'm an older player. Sometimes you got to get younger. Baker Mayfield writes a letter, demands a trade, is so offended. And now Matt Ryan has put himself in a position to earn more money. Um, they're they're going to if they do bring him back, it'll be with a sweetener. I think we saw how 
Ryan Fields in what Baker Mayfield put out in public. I don't think Matt Ryan would ever put that out in public. But if I'm him, and I understand, you know, you have a family in Atlanta, so maybe it's a little bit different because you you know you always forget about the other people that are, that are there are real people and how that might impact your family of moving to Indianapolis, for example. But if I'm him, and if you want to take that factor away, I want out. I'd say, you know deal me get get the get the picks because i've given you so much to this organization including an nfc title and now this is the situation that you wanted instead of and he's still he's what is he? he's in mid-30s he's still has at least a couple of good years left and so i'd say put me with another franchise i would love to see matt ryan in indianapolis i i think that would at least finally give them stability for a couple of years here until they figure it out and i think they've been looking for that for a long time I'd like to see him go there. I'm also guilty here, and, and my, I want to include my bias. I also really, really like Chris Ballard, former Chiefs exec. Oh, I, think you he, do. I think he's been dealt a bad hand with all these quarterbacks. That's he's so been, stupid. No, he has like chosen the hand. Like no, that, that is so dumb to no say he's chose, been dealt no a bad one, hand. He pulled the trigger. No, he chose, he chose a great hand, which was Andrew Luck, and he had an unforeseen bad beat. And it's been tough to figure. Sure, tough that to find was his way back. four years ago. I mean. You know, five, three years ago. I mean, like enough. Enough is enough with the whining and the complaining about Andrew Luck having retired. Blah blah blah. Whatever. I so mean, it, it's there, silly. If, if I would agree with you, if there were thirty-two franchise quarterbacks in the league, there aren't. So okay, well, he had an opportunity to trade for one, and he chose the one, the most toxic, difficult uh, from a football standpoint, one that he could have possibly chosen in Carson Wentz. He made that bet, and now he doesn't have that piece of capital to go out and acquire maybe a Matt Ryan. And so, like, I bet you think you think he wishes he had that first round pick right now to, to pull the trigger right here because the Colts are swimming around; they have no idea what they're going to be doing. And so, the options last year were limited. You had a guy retire, and then your head coach. They had a guy now, retire because that's the guy they chose the year before. They chose an older Philip Rivers. So, like, again, head, that, that shouldn't I, have been a surprise I to think them. It, I think it could be argued that Ballard has gotten the, the best option for, at the time of trade or signing that he could have each year. Carson Wentz had this great connection with Frank Reich. It didn't work out. What, I mean, what? But they're still firing bullets. I think this would give them stability finally for you know the next first okay. season. But I don't know if they're well, going to be able to do it. Hang on, right. let's let's back up to Matt Ryan for a second here. Yeah. Um, so we do we let's official prediction time. Is Matt Ryan on the Atlanta Falcons on Monday at four p.m. Eastern time, or is he traded? I think he's going to end up staying but that is going to be such a weird situation don't you think i it, bringing him back and having to have him play now as the quarterback winning solves everything but that is that is an off that is an awfully weird situation in atlanta they're not gonna win though i mean i know and it, i know it would be it would be tough you know to say goodbye to julio in one off season and then matt ryan the very next and then it, 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 it's i feel so badly for him because matt ryan doesn't deserve that type of end like like franchise quarterbacks yeah. very rarely get the ending that they deserve, right? Because they generally hold on too long. Like they're generally a shell of themselves. Like it's generally, you know, not a great, you know, situation. Um, and so this, this would be tough, like to remember forever that Matt Ryan was traded because of the animosity created between him and the, the organization by the organization wanting to trade for Deshaun Watson of all people. To be fair, um, I mean, you, you, just to expand upon your point, Franchise quarterbacks almost never get the proper ending just because, I mean, you, you think of, you know, Eli even, you know, or uh, Eli was not a franchise quarterback. That's not a fair thing to say. Not a real person. I, it just, I don't know. 
I think of any any t- usually it ends in a in a playoff loss or missing the playoffs, right? <laughs> like the Tom Brady perfect yeah, or, that he didn't take and right. Peyton Manning are just so rare. They they only happen to the Denver Broncos, the best team in the history of the AFC West. John Elway, <laughs> Peyton Manning, they get the the right right off into the sunset moment. Uh, they ride off on the white Bronco. It's uh it's beautiful. Um, so right. surely that's going to happen to Russell Wilson as well. Uh, but um, Tony so Romo, we, we both know. think he's gone, right? I, I got lost in that. We both think Matt Ryan's traded. I think he's. I think he stays. I, I'm... Okay, so I think he's traded. I think it's too awkward. I think you can't have him around. Like, like all your inside jokes are now ruined, you know, like you can't, you can't go to your favorite dinner spots anymore. Like, it's just, it's really awkward. Like you don't need him to be the sad puppy for, for everybody. I will say this though. If he stays and I, he's the perfect personality to deal with such a situation. I can't think of another quarterback. in the That's league. so unfair to put on him though. That's so, I, that's I, I don't disagree. I'm just right. saying, I'm just saying the amount of professionalism that he, he, I can't think of another quarterback that would handle this particular weird, awkward situation as professional as Ryan will handle it should he still be on the team at 4 p.m. Eastern. Well, so let's assume at least he's, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're picking up phones or dialing up people, right? Like that's what's happening all day. If the, if the offer, if the price is right, you know, they'll move on from him for what it's think worth. About he does the, have... Think about the drones and draft day, right? They're, right, they're right, calling right. the different. So cities. he has two years and about $54 million <laughs> left on his current contract. QB needy teams at the moment, Pete, include the Colts, who we talked about, the Seahawks, who have been linked to Baker Mayfield, who has, to the, your point, uh, right. officially asked for a trade mm-hmm. uh, by way of his beautiful letter. The Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, also uh, the team uh, teams that missed out on Deshaun Watson, and the Houston Texans. Don't, I don't, don't see, think I don't see Dallas on this list. Just to uh, wow, I don't see <laughs> the Texans making a play for for any of these quarterbacks i think the texans are like full-on committed to like the rebuild the you know they're, like they're, they do not want to squander the draft it sounds capital. Like, it sounds like they think davis mills is upside though too rj well, I, but th- like if i'm them in the situation they are in i would rather go down this path of rebuilding with davis mills than spending any draft capital taking up any salary cap space with matt ryan or baker mm-hmm. that's just the reality so i don't think houston is a real team on this list i don't think that matt ryan is ending up in the nfc south right like we already no. think there's a there's a level of improbability towards him being traded in general let alone specifically within their division that's not happening so that takes the saints and the panthers out of this mixture i mean if if baker is the next seahawks quarterback as many people believe that to ultimately be the case it has to be indianapolis but they don't have a first round pick so now if you're if you're the Falcons, you can't let him go for less than a first round pick. And and I know that he might not be worth that anymore, but that's just like you just cannot, especially the way you are like collapsing down the staircase right now. You cannot land with this sort of a thud. And if you're the Colts, Pete, you can't give up next year's first round draft pick right. after you just gave up this one a year ago and got burned on that. I mean, th- this is so awkward for so many teams. Do they do they have two twos? I feel like two twos feels for Come. number two, oh, right. Matt Ryan really brought two back. Like, he, you know, two needed a, a right. rejuvenation when Matt Ryan entered the NFL. Right. Um, I th- think two twos for me feels right. I don't. I'm. I'm unsure if I'm, I don't have the uh, Colts draft capital in front of me, but I'm pulling it up for you, Pete. Don't worry. Okay. I got your back. I because I like I said, and we don't have to get back down this rabbit hole. But I just think the Colts have been a quarterback away for a bit now, and I they I do re- not have two twos, by the way. Oh, they don't. Um, so never mind. No, they do. <laughs> they do have. They do have two threes. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. So I don't think two, that's enough. No, I'm sorry. They don't even have two threes. That's my bad. So they, they have two selections in the top 100. 47 overall second round pick and 82 overall in the third round. So they, does a they, two again, and a three because, get it done? But like this is, again, the awkwardness. Because they were good enough to not be bad, but not right. good enough to be a playoff team, their picks are near the very end of the order. And so like none of that is enticing if you're, yeah. if you're the, where, if you're the where Minnesota lives every year. <laughs> um wow Skull. <laughs> poor minnesota Skull. i want i want minnesota to have a quarterback what do you mean poor minnesota is. minnesota is laps ahead of the falcons and colts i mean they're mm-hmm. they're sitting fine um mm-hmm. so so like who is in a more tense awkward compromised situation here the falcons or the colts because that's what what it's about right like if you're the falcons matt ryan might hate you that's that's the awkwardness here and your fans think you're terrible people and rightly so um if you're the colts if you're chris ballard pete's guy you're under an enormous amount of pressure led by jim ursay of all people to finally get this right uh you've you've had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity and you don't have serious draft capital work with so if you burn it on matt ryan what next i i don't know who's in a more i mean i think the falcons ultimately because they're they look like terrible people because that is definitely the case here but i mean the, the colts are not in a good situation either no and it is worth noting as we're we're killing teams for even just being involved the colts tried to call for watson and and the texans blocked that's it. true too yeah they should be they should be thrown in the back uh, that's a good point and now what I'd say is, you know, they're they're looking for uh, alternative options. And it feels like a fit. And this is a nice segue to our, our next point, RJ. Imagine if it does go down and you have another NFC quarterback, an MVP now going to a stacked AFC. That would be create an interesting scenario. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, last thing we're going to touch on today um, is you remember you know you're you're a big basketball guy Pete. I mean how how could you be though you're a Knicks fan that's tough you tough might way have to hoop live. dreams they call um, me hoop swings you know you know um, the the Knicks are you know the, <laughs> the Knicks, Knicks are the Knicks so uh, but you've got Syracuse you know the do Knicks, they play in the Garden is that like a thing is that like uh, their occasionally they'll do a, a Garden game uh, mm. the ACC tournament is now in Brooklyn uh, mm. the home of basketball right. What I, okay. what I would say is is every every 10 years, the Knicks have one year where they really they fake don't. you out, which was last year for us. And mm. then they just revert right back to being the worst team in the NBA. And so that's where anyway. we're at now. Well, on the subject of the NBA, there was a time, the NBA is a little bit different now, but you know, when, when Pete and I were growing up, you know, uh, where the, the West 
was the best, right? The West had everybody, the Lakers, the Spurs. Young and restless. I mean, the, the, the Jazz, you know, prior to this run, with Darren Williams, the Jazz had a great little run there. Stockton. I mean, the, the, the Suns, I'm talking after that, you know, like oh, again, circa that. like, you know, early 2000s-ish. The mm. Suns, Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire. Like, Ooh. I mean, the the wet Portland's always kind of been in the mix. You know, Houston's had their moments. The T-Mac, Yao Ming teams. The Mavericks obviously got on the board with the title. Like, the West has had an it. enormous amount of talent. The East, for a long time, it was the Pistons, the early 2000s, Chauncey, Mr. Big Shot, Billups, Pistons. And, oh, of course. Rasheed is a Chiefs fan. Rasheed Wallace is a Chiefs fan? That's right. Look at that. Wow. You learn something every day. Big Ben Wallace. Hold on, lie. Uh, then the Celtics came along with their big three. They got their ring, and it mm-hmm. was just so you had these little teams. You know, Indian in Indiana had a little run. You mm-hmm. know, Toronto, and then the Kawhi year. But yeah, it's really it. just been LeBron and everybody else. So it was always the West was the place to be. That is the AFC. All right, the following these are just players from the NFC who have moved to the AFC. Obviously, there's been some intermingling among the AFC as well. Von Miller, who this one is hard to count because he he's basically been AFC you know his entire career had the half a season with the Rams won the Super Bowl with them but Von Miller now back in the AFC going from the Rams to the Bills the Cincinnati Bengals Pete lost the Super Bowl had a bad offensive line everybody knows that they've added Ted Karras from the Patriots but Alex Kappa comes over from the Buccaneers and as of Sunday Lyle Collins comes over after being cut by the Cowboys speaking of the Cowboys Amari Cooper traded from Dallas to the aforementioned Cleveland Browns Over the weekend, speaking of wide receiver trades, Robert Woods goes from the Rams to your favorite team, the Tennessee Titans, and then the AFC West, which Pete has tweeted about 6 million times over the last two weeks. Chandler Jones goes from the Cardinals, and Devontae Adams goes from the Packers to the Raiders. Khalil Mack, back in the AFC West, goes from the Bears to the LA Chargers, the most overrated team in the NFL. The Denver Broncos, a.k.a. the AFC champions of 2022, now have Russell Wilson from Seattle and Randy Gregory from Dallas. Marcus Williams left the New Orleans Saints to the Baltimore Ravens. Those are all the moves we're going to discuss. No other moves are on the rundown. The AFC is loaded. Right, right. The AFC West is is the come up of the the year and the last ten years. This is the best division in NFL history. Peter King this morning said the AFC West is the best division this century. The league went to eight divisions in two thousand two, and none can touch the depth of the two thousand and twenty two Wild West. Patrick Mahomes effect, right? You got to beat Mahomes, and it, by extension now Justin Herbert, and by extension now Russell Wilson. Poor Derek Carr, but I think you're going to get the best version of Derek Carr now that he's reunited with his college quarter or college wide receiver and Devonte adams and my god what a joy this is going to be to cover it's not necessarily going to be always fun for chiefs fans i think those days of six to no in the division are are, are long gone but what is is every game going to be prime time How, every game you can make a reasonable uh case in the afc west this year should be prime time and i i think i think like the nfc east days and to an extent the nfc west over the last five to ten you might get a little sick of these AFC West games, but they're, they should all be pretty good, I would I would think, RJ. Uh, I'm very excited. Um, you know, I saw Steven Serta, of course, of the Espionation NFL show, and a very head of pride. Had, um, you can tell, I know Steven's this, like, football um, individual where he's like, yeah. oh, I don't, I don't have a team. I'm just, I'm just here. Pete, you know, Steven, come on. Let's 
Let's be real. You know, you can tell Steven is, is the, the Chiefs homerism is starting to seep in. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know which move it was uh, that I saw Steven tweet this about. It might have been the Devontae Adams trade. Uh, yeah. He tweeted, this is all because of Patrick Mahomes. Spare yeah. me. Like, oh, my gosh. Just it is. Relax. Just unbelievably. The arms homerific. race. When did the arms race in the AFC West begin with, RJ? Honestly. It Peyton began. Manning joining the Denver Broncos. <laughs> and, and Wes Walker and Emmanuel Sanders no, and Demarcus no. Ware and TJ Ward. All that. It's been Way a half a predates of, Patrick uh, Mahomes of Chiefs miss Chiefs dominance and stemming from Patrick. You're, you're right, Pete. The, the Raiders have never been a team known to, to make Mahomes, you know, go after big free agents. That, that's never been a Raiders staple ever, ever, ever. NFL history. I, we can't ignore that. So, but look now, now three teams have elite quarterbacks. One team has a above average quarterback with an elite receiver. This is going to be fun. You can't ignore that. Um, it's weird how we're like the AFC's king, AFC's king. The last two Super Bowls have been won by the NFC. I mean, and the one before that should have been if the anything, 49ers don't blow it. I always say this. Once you get to the final four, anything can happen. If your team finds its way to the final four, that's why I'm wondering if St. Peter's can get there. Because if they do, you never know what can happen in New Orleans. I, I think once you get to the conference title, like we saw this year, right? A lot of people, and deservedly so, thought the Chiefs would, I think they were eight-point favorites. Things went a little wacky when you get to the final four because teams are that good and the margin is so small and you never know. And so I, I don't think that that's a great argument, RJ. That's all. I'm just saying the last two teams have that's been fine. Or the last two Super Bowls have been won by NFC teams. I and think the last two Pro Bowls were won by the AFC. So you're, you're at the best <laughs> of the best. And that's all you need to know. Wow. Um, who who are the who are the top three teams in the AFC? If we had to decide right now, I know what I know what the answer is to this. Okay, let me answer it first. Then let me okay. let me go first. Let me give you the correct answer. I tweeted it. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying this is the order. I didn't see your tweet. I don't follow you on Twitter at PG Swain. Um, <laughs> I'm on Instagram, in, in, by the way. In, in, <laughs> oh, he's Reaching back. Pete, PG Pete is thriving on Instagram. on Instagram. Everybody, I'm I'm back in a big way. Um, okay, so in, in, in no particular order. So like I'm I'm open to the the order of these, but these are just the three teams. The Bills, the Chiefs. Man. Don't, don't get this wrong. I'll go Bengals. I That's mean, right. That's yeah, the correct I mean, answer. The, 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 I, and I actually think if, like, the honorable mention, the team that I think could, like, the, the team, if I had to bet, and if, I, like, if I'm given odds, so this, this involves that, um, on the team most likely to dethrone one of the three, guess who my, my team is? But again, it would be based on odds. The Chargers? Wrong. Broncos? Wrong. Who? The Ravens. Ravens were massacred by injuries last year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- there's regression to the mean on that. They almost made Coming the playoffs. Coming for them. I mean, that's what I'm saying. They still almost made the playoffs. They were the number one seed in the UFC at a time. I think, and and they've they, added in free agency. Mid- I know they missed out on Zadarius Smith. They were but, number one uh, mid to late in the season. That's what I'm saying. Like and the injuries, which was incredible. I, I, <laughs> I know like they that. missed out on Zadarius Smith, who, by the way, the Cowboys are reportedly strongly pursuing. We'll see about that. But um, but but I just really think that that like again, there will be regression to the mean as far as injuries are concerned. Lamar, I I still believe in. I'm one of the only people here on the Espionation NFL show who believes in him. I know the Oddcast hates him. Um, I if there's a team that's that's likely to dethrone one of those three, and I think the most dethronable is the Bengals. You know, I'm sorry. Um, it's not the Chiefs. It's not the Bills. It's it's the Ravens. I, there's a lot of people who are going to be in on the Chargers this coming year. A lot of people now going to, in a football sense, unfortunately, be in on the Browns. A lot of people are going to talk themselves into the Patriots for whatever reason. Uh, the Broncos are going to get a lot of love. No, my Ravens. 
my Ravens. I like the Ravens point. I'm a big Lamar guy. It seems like he's lost a little steam. And I, I think that I was only stemming from the injuries. And if you want to say that his style of play means he's going to get injured every year, I, it's hard to argue with that. But I, I just think so long as Lamar is healthy and the rest of the team, you get like maybe five players only get injured instead of what was like 15, then I think you're you're in a lot better shape of your Baltimore. I think that's an, an interesting take. What was weird to me, and this is what I tweeted over the weekend, was the Bengals are, when are according to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, the sixth odds-based sixth team to win the AFC. Man, look, you know I'm a Chiefs nah, guy. You I'm, know that I think totally the Chiefs are going to win the conference, I'm, right? But I'm totally that, with that. I'm, that's a val- The value on that, if you're a better, is insane. They got to the Super Bowl. They won the AFC. They showed that they could play with the Bills and the Chiefs and whoever that was in front of them. And now their offensive line is getting better, right? So they just brought Collins. Uh, on. Yeah, but but like, and and you're right. But like, Jamar will not have the like Super Saiyan year. And I'm not saying he'll suck, but you know what I mean. Like, there will be regression to the mean in a lot of ways. And so I I buy that. I do. I'm. I'm. I don't even know. Like right now, if I had I to pick know. who wins the AFC North, I, I'm probably going. I'll give me the Ravens. I'll, you can have the field. I'll take the Ravens. Fine. I. I let's go. I mean, not only do I get Burrow, Look at you Tom Brady. Let's go. Not only do I get Burrow, that means I get my guy. Uh, make it happen, Mitch in, in Pittsburgh, <laughs> and he's he's out for vengeance. I mean, a lot of who disrespect is, last year in Buffalo. Who was a better, worse quarterback in their division, Mitchell Trubisky or Derek Carr? I think I got to go with Trubisky. Car, car, the most. I think it's Car. That's so mean. Car is a better quarterback than Trubisky. Oh, that's what I meant. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I, I miss. I didn't listen to the question. Of course, <laughs> I, I like Car better than I do Trubisky. Dating back to our, our days of the OG MFM when we had uh, Music City Mike kissed on, we would, we would be shocked each week when we would get the occasional like wow Derek Carr looks like the best quarterback in the league but the problem is that only happens like twice of the 17 games all year so he's he's always flashing I, I think that's what's in, I don't like Derek Carr I've, I've made that very clear in this podcast but I think Devontae Adams really changes the game usually it's the quarterback that makes the receivers look good I think Devontae is good enough that he can make the quarterback look good and I pulled up and this was terrifying as a Chiefs person but I pulled up Fresno State highlights and I know it's like years and years and years ago these two had something going on and there's been rumors about them reuniting for a long time they're an interesting team in the afc west together i i would not have felt this way had they not acquired adams but that was just so insane i do think it's it's impressive and it speaks to the resolve of the raiders organization what they went through last year terrible yeah. things um with henry ruggs awful situation that that was led by john gruden that they had to recover from as a franchise and mm-hmm. as an organization and so i mean here they sit i mean and and they've they've you know they they went through it all they they banded together with rich Bisaccia. it would have been awesome to have seen that continue to go uh and continue to thrive great, but great to, they, right they rallied around Derek carr they gave him a uh, and like i think that that's you know, they have tried to help Derek Carr out. And granted, some of those things have, have not worked out for different reasons. You know, Antonio Brown didn't work out for a very different reason. Henry Ruggs, as mentioned, didn't work out for an unfortunate, very unfortunate, tragic reason. And now they're going after Devontae Adams. And so they have tried to give him, you know, help at wide receiver. So I'm very excited to see him finally, hopefully, consistently with a star top tier, maybe the best receiver in the NFL. So, um, yeah. Okay. Good. Good talk. All right, Pete.
The moment has come. We are bringing in Rachel, who everyone right. can follow on Twitter at Rachel Monique, to hand out the M to the F to the double MVP. Mm. Rachel, the floor is yours. Who wins it and why? Today was a very strong performance Thank from you. both of you. I think there were a lot of points that you guys uh, agreed on today. So it came down to the discussion about Matt Ryan. Mm. And I'm going to go with RJ's take. I think he's going to be out of there. So <laughs> let's go. Let's. I only wish I the podcast audience could have seen you. <laughs> look, I love me some Rachel. Right. You're great. We need to start having this be a vote in like the comments or something. Because. Well, uh <laughs> That would be fun. No, that would no. Rachel gets to vote. She the is the grand empress here's of the, the MF double MVP. Rachel is a great human being, brings a lot of sugar to the table, right? <laughs> Very sweet. She's going to just alternate every week. You know that that's going to happen so that we don't feel bad. So Look, Rachel, to, remember this in the future. I'm not attacking your character. I'm not attacking your your methods for assigning. You know, nice. I, I handled too I handled nice. you choosing Pete problem. last week with total class and dignity. Nice. Just, I want that on the record. Her being too nice is what we call a good problem. A that good could problem. be fun though. Poll. Doing a poll That's at right. the end wow. of every show. Um, on Twitter, Pete, I'm I'm really sad for you, Rachel. I I want to. I'm going to split this MF double MVP in half, and I'm going to give it to you uh, like you. a Kit Kat. Oh. I know you love your white chocolate Kit Kat, so like consider this like like a two pack. Thank I'm breaking you. it in half. I'm giving you one. Like I, I literally does. have broken off a piece Thank of this Kit Kat bar for you. Like like Rachel does with, with Kit Kats. It. I get a little piece of that, but it's just the big <laughs> parts around the edge that she likes to, so that she can have the wafer chocolate free. Thank you, Rachel. You rule, uh, Pete. We. We said it all. I mean, yeah, this is this was a great show. They said it couldn't be done, yeah. um, and they were wrong. Those haters, those losers. Uh, my last question is: as, as minutes in a dream right now. That's right. My last, my last question is: uh, What are you having for lunch today? You know what? It's a good question. I got some leftover chicken in the fridge. I think I'm going to whip myself up a salad, and uh, I think I'm going to have some of the leftover. We're chicken. talking ranch, Caesar. Like, what's the dressing situation? Vinaigrette. So, I mean, I'm, I've been, I've been trying to diet a little bit i've been going honey mustard lately because it's not like so bad for you but it's still tasty so i've been i'm rolling with the honey mustard is it room temp or you keep it in the fridge i mean keep, like keep it in the fridge i i also am going to make some i'm going to chop up a sweet potato and i'm going to make homemade like sweet potato crisps in the air fryer so i mean this 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 lunch is going to be popping you know, I'm gonna have a club sandwich. I gotta take uh, Bear has been so good in the office. You're the entire time has club, a club sandwich. Uh, well, I've got to take him to the groomer, and um, then I'm on the way back and I pick up a club sandwich. But uh, I will say this: for the first time, very like like I'm talking two weeks ago, very very first time in my life, I had a sweet potato because uh, I've, I've had like sweet potato fries before. Yeah. Uh, but I had it with brown sugar and like the way you're. I didn't have the the mallows that you and Rachel were talking about mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. when we when we got into the room here. Mallow up. Uh, yeah. But but I had the brown sugar, the butter, quite the treat. I got to say, I was missing out. I was wrong. Well. Like blueberries, sweet potatoes are what we call a superfood, RJ. So, you know who's a superfood? Me and Rachel, because we <laughs> want the MF double MVP. The Pete Tweeney is a loser, no, just like Tennessee, no, just like uh, North Carolina, just like Kentucky, just like all if, of them. If Matt Ryan is still there after four o'clock, because Rachel based it upon that. Rachel, it's time to go. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to subscribe to the Espionation NFL show where you get your podcast. Leave a rating, write a review. Peace, one love, and Des Cotton.